Welcome to the Making Music with Jay Cause podcast. I am here today with a guest, Emily Sanderson, aka EJ. Yes. How's it going? Doing great. Glad to be here. Awesome. So uh, we're going to kick things off with a song. Why don't you introduce this song for us? So this song is called Not So Observant, and um, it's about people who are not so observant of the people around them and <laughs> seem to not kind of be a little bit oblivious to social cues in general. So, so it was kind of fun to write it. <laughs> Great. All right, let's hear it. All right. Oh, that boy could commiserate Till someone attempted to change The subject from one that he named Oh, that boy could gab all day He wanted to make sure that you knew What a stalwart man he could be Faced with the daunting question of what to watch on TV, do you know what you do with everyone around you? Do you know what you do? No, you don't, no, you don't, no, you don't. Do you know what you do to everyone around you? Do you know what you do? No, you don't, no, you don't, no, you don't. in with his shoulders slumped and he never lets anyone know not a solitary thing about him on a boat he makes you row that flat affect will crumble when they don't know what he means just cracking open of that cover would make him clean do you know what you do everyone around you do you know what you do no you don't no you don't no you don't do you know what you do everyone around you do you know what you do no you don't no you don't no you don't to the party way too late and after he is given his gift he starts to berate his host for being a complete hypocrite he proceeds to read the book that so thoughtfully they selected for him and mumbles under breath that he's so much better than them do you know what you do to everyone around you do you know what you do no you don't no you don't no you don't do you know what you do everyone around you do you know what you do no you don't no you don't no you don't some people are not so observant no no but they they think they got it all fixed 
figured out they've got it all figured out do you know what you do to everyone around you do you know what you do no you don't no you don't no you don't do you know what you do to everyone around you do you know what you do no you don't no you don't no you don't oh you don't know what you do you don't know what you do don't know what you do what you do what you do That was awesome. Thank you for playing that. My pleasure. <laughs> so this is uh, this is a song you play with with your band, right? Mm-hmm. What's your band called? Ruby Go Pearl. Ruby Go Pearl. And where did that name come from? Well, we wanted to come up with a name that was a combination of kind of that described the beautiful part of our music, but also the kind of rusty part of our music. Uh-huh. My husband says our music kind of sounds like you're driving through the desert. <laughs> oh, fun. And so kind of bluesy, but also kind of indie and experimental too. So um, we found out that the word for rust in Latin is rubigo. So mm-hmm. we decided to call ourselves rubigo pearl. Awesome. And uh, how long have you guys been playing together? Um, we've been playing together for about four months or so. Okay, so pretty new. So kind of getting ready to perform. Hopefully soon. So. Awesome. So let's uh, let's go back um, back in time, long long ago. When okay. did, when did you? Uh, <laughs> so uh, maybe we'll just start with uh, you know letting letting the listeners here know that uh, I know EJ. I'm mm-hmm. going to say EJ because that's how I know her. Yeah. She, even though a lot of people call her Emily now, but I know EJ back from the days when I ran Muse Music, probably gosh like ten years ago or so. You At used, least you used to play in a band called the Iso Principle. Yes. Right? So, but before that, uh, when did you first kind of get started playing music? Well, um, I started playing music when I was eight years old. My parents put me in piano lessons. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, even earlier than that, when I was a little kid and I was dancing and singing around the house, my parents actually put a sign next to the dinner table that said, it was a, it was a picture of a girl with a, a circle around it and a slasher that said no singing at the dinner table <laughs> so you can only imagine how much I was singing when I was a little girl oh no <laughs> it was it was too much so yeah anyway they decided that I ought to get be in some type of music lesson so they put me into music lessons when I was eight and um later on took some voice lessons as well and uh was in choirs and stuff like that in high school and taught piano lessons in high school as well and then when I was going to college, I was like, hey, I should uh, try doing music therapy for my major because mm-hmm. I really love music and I love helping people and I don't want to be a music teacher <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> that just wasn't, I mean, I didn't mind teaching piano one-on-one with people, but I just like teaching a classroom of people just wasn't my style. Like I'm right. just more into the thing that interests me about music is the emotion that it creates and how it can help people rather than having everything be perfect. Right. So um, music therapy just seemed like a good fit for me. So I checked out the program at Utah State and auditioned and and got in. And while I was at Utah State, 
you have to be able to play piano and guitar and sing to be mm-hmm. a music therapist. So I already had the piano down. I kind of had the singing down. So I learned guitar, got a guitar for grad- high school graduation and, oh, nice. and then learned guitar when I was um, at Utah State. And I also learned how to play jazz piano because I'd always was classically trained in piano. Right. And so that was really fun to learn how to do jazz piano. So like like learning how to improvise and yeah. um, well, like and just blue like, scale. and Well, and just in general, just like looking at a page and just seeing the chords and playing the chords, mm-hmm. which is, you know, something you learn with guitar, but you don't learn so much with piano. Oh, right. So yeah. it really changed my relationship with the instrument. It felt like I was playing something, a totally different instrument when mm-hmm. I learned jazz piano. Um, another thing that I did while I was growing up kind of into high school and then also into college with piano is just listening to pop songs and figuring mm-hmm. them out and just listening to them and like cold play of course like you've got to play cold play right. if you if you're a pianist and I also liked bands like Keen and mm-hmm. May if you remember May right. um, and just these bands that had a lot of keyboard in them and so I'd figure out the songs and play them and actually one time I had one of my prof- music therapy professors come up to me and said, you know, if you'd like to, I could, you could do some piano lessons with me and I can teach you how to listen to pop songs and figure them out. And I just looked at her and said, <laughs> I already know how to do that. And she's like, oh, okay. I just <laughs> taught myself to do it because I was, I just enjoyed it so much, you know? Right. So now it's like, if I'm playing the piano, I feel like I need to be singing. I, I, I would, I don't really play any classical piano now. I just mm-hmm. feel like it's more of an accompanying instrument for me. And and guitar as well. And right. in, in music therapy, I I primarily use guitar because it's so mobile. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> a little harder to lug so a keyboard it, around. So maybe going to specifics on, on music therapy, how do yeah. you, um, you mentioned that you took the, went to the program at Utah State, but then mm-hmm. what, did you go right from graduating? Did you find a job right away to do music therapy? And what, what is that kind of like with, from day to day? Yeah, um, I was really fortunate to get a job really soon after I graduated. Um, With a music therapy degree, you'd have four years of classes Mm -hmm. in music, in human anatomy, in psychology, a variety of types of courses. And I was also a psychology minor, so I did take a lot of psychology classes as Mm -hmm. well. And then um, after you finish your classes, you need to do a six-month internship at an approved music therapy site. And then you can take your board exam to become an official board certified music therapist. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's, it's actually it's a four process. and a half year degree. It's not, not just four years. It's plus those six months. So I did my internship at the Veterans Home of California mm-hmm. in Napa Valley, one of the most beautiful places in the entire world. It was mm. just so pretty there. I loved it there. And I just fell in love with working with geriatrics while I was there. And that's pretty mm-hmm. much the population that I've mostly worked with since then. And then soon after my internship, I moved back to Utah and pretty soon after got a full-time position as a music therapist for a hospice company. And so that kind of continued my journey of working with geriatrics pri- primarily with music therapy. And, mm-hmm. and since then, I've, I've lived in various places and done music therapy um, in New York City, as well mm-hmm. as in the Bay Area, and primarily stuck with working with geriatrics in um, assisted livings, hospice settings, um, but I have done a little bit of psych as well. I worked at um, the famous Bellevue Hospital in New York City doing mm-hmm. psych there as well, so that was always very interesting to um, work with, with people with psych uh, disorders as well. So, 
So what what's the would you say is the the goal of music therapy? Are you helping people kind of un- unlock their creativity, or to help them deal with their emotions, or all the above? Um, the goals with music therapy are primarily non musical. Mm-hmm. So generally, um, my goals with my hospice patients would be to reduce anxiety, mm-hmm. um, life review because they're terminally ill. So I'm going to be working with them, talking about their life, maybe writing a song about their life, maybe reducing anxiety. I'm focused on really relaxing music, um, helping them to breathe to that music or thinking of a a beautiful place or something like that. Um, Goals can also be um, emotional expression. And obviously, you know, music is an amazing way to express how you're feeling and I'm frustrated. I'm going to bang out on, bang that out on this (laughs) drum or I'm sad. And can we put that into words? Can we change the words in this song to express that, you know, or can I just bang it out, you know, depending on, so I have a whole bunch of percussion instruments that I'll bring with me as well as a whole bunch of music books and, and improvisation is a huge part of what I do as well. Cause sometimes I'm just improvising on someone's name. Maybe they're actively (laughs) dying and I'm just kind of there to kind of create this nice space for them. So it just, there's, there's such a variety of things you can do. I, I kind of describe it as we're just like any other type of therapist. We're just using music as our medium for working with people. So, so it's, it's kind of a different approach for each person then really. Yeah, it is. Circumstances and um, do you, um, find, do you come across very many patients that already have a music background that maybe, yeah, maybe you kind of Mm -hmm. take a deeper approach in music or I Mm -hmm. I don't know, just because they have that, that background. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun and exciting when I get to work with a patient who, who does have a music background and, or I, I think of a man that I worked with before who just could just come up with poetry on the, on the fly. And so he would just come up with these awesome words. Cause usually I'll sit down and talk to somebody about what, what their life is. And then I'll organize it into stanzas and I'll say, Hey, do you like this or this or this on the guitar? And, and I'm kind of creating the music and they're mm-hmm. just providing the information. But sometimes like this guy, he just would come up with lines that rhymed <laughs> and it was amazing. I was like, this is so cool. I, and so I just added the music to it. I said, you yeah. just keep going. You, you got this. <sighs> and, and, uh, you know, there's other people that I've met with who were, you know, professional musicians and that's always fun. Cause they're able to, to really, um, come in and add, you know, get that drum. It's like, well, I actually have done some drumming and have some, have some fun with that hand drum. You know, if it, yeah. they might not have a full drum set <laughs> right there, <laughs> but you know, so so yeah, that is always a, a fun experience for me. But even if the person has no musical background at all, um, there's still so much that I can do with them because as you know, like music just touches everybody. I think a lot of times people think, well, y- you have this prescription, like this is something that you, this is the type of music you need. And really what a music therapist is doing is they're creating that rapport with someone. So if you come in, you're trying to find out what music that person likes mm-hmm. and you use that as a springboard for what you're going to move forward with. So oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like you're kind of uh, co songwriting with people in some mm-hmm. ways. And mm-hmm. so uh, do you want to play for us? Uh, is now a good time to play maybe an example of a, a type of song you'd play with music therapy? Sure. Yeah. Um, this is called Peace Like a River. It might be a little different than 
some of the versions you've heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find a lot of times if I'm playing this for someone who's feeling really anxious, it really, I try to match their breathing while I'm playing it and start to slow it down gradually to help them slow down their breathing. And it's a very peaceful song. So, okay. Awesome. I've got peace like the river. I've got peace like the river. I've got peace like the river. Deep in my soul, I've got strength. so beautiful thanks <laughs> my pleasure so part of what you're doing i guess is you're you're like a performer but you're a therapist but you're a co-songwriter and kind of all bundled into one huh <laughs> yeah i guess i'm just doing all my favorite things right now yeah. <laughs> so it's fun that's awesome can you tell me a little bit more about maybe a, a specific individual and in, that you approach with music therapy and how you how you kind of work with them yeah um I'm going to give you a couple different examples of, of someone who was very alert and oriented and mm-hmm. someone who was very far along with dementia oh, and okay. how you can just do completely different interventions with those, with these people, but still have an effective, uh, session. Right. And, um, so one experience I had was with a patient who was in a memory care area of a, of a community and she was very far along with dementia. She could barely talk anymore. Basically all she could say was da 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 all the time because she was so far along with dementia. And so music was a great way to communicate with her because she had really lost her ability to communicate. And I think a lot of people just kind of passed off the da 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 as nothing. And so I came in and I started da 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 and kind of singing back at her (laughs) kind of following the rhythm that she had but singing it yeah and the look on her face was awesome (laughs) she (laughs) just whoa and just that look of of surprise and excitement like wow someone's understanding me and even though you know maybe we're not using words she could tell that I was validating her nice there was there was validation there like I hear you and I'm hearing you enough to mimic you and create it into something beautiful. So that was a really, really awesome experience. 
Um, another one I think of is a man who uh, was much younger, and um, we worked together to create a song about his life. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. And so he um, just uh, loved talking about music, and he loved talking about um, his mission that he had served, and all these different experiences. And so I wrote down the things he was talking about. He really liked country rock music and mm -hmm. so i wrote down what he was talking about put him into stanzas and we created this song about his life and um and so i think that was a really rewarding experience for him because whenever i came and played that song for him he's like yes this is my song this is like my song mm -hmm. and so um and his family has a copy of that and they can always listen to that always and always remember him so yeah, that's great so um, so in, in addition to the music therapy, you also kind of, um, you have your own songs that you write and perform. And we, we, mm -hmm. we touched on a little bit about, uh, back in the day you used to perform at Muse with your band ISO principle. So yeah. can you tell me a little bit, and maybe this is, uh, too far to remember, but, uh, going back, <laughs> how, how did that get started? Were you, were you doing music, music therapy full time when you started ISO principle? Yeah, I was, um, I, yeah, I was doing that full time and, um, I just was starting to write some stuff and wanted to get some people together to, to play it. So, um, I did start that. I was already a music therapist at the time and, um, it was just a lot of, it was a lot of fun, just kind of a way to, to do, to write music and, and jam with people. And I just find that I really enjoy playing music with other people. I know that, um, you know, talk to my parents, my mom, she'll be like, oh, you should just go solo. And I'm like, it's so much mm -hmm. more fun though, to play with other people. Right. It, I just love the synergy. I love the creativity that, and the things that people come up with. And, and, and when I write a song, I just, I think of all the other instruments in my mind and it just is so satisfying to get with a group of people and say, okay, here's the song and then just hear it completely come to life right. with them adding all the elements that they add to it. So, so anyway, that's what got me started with, with the ISO principle. And then, um, as we lived in different places, I didn't necessarily have a band, mm -hmm. but wrote some things, um, kind of wrote some, co-wrote some things with my husband. He, he likes to do a little music as well. Oh, awesome. Um, we kind of came up with a concept album called the seven basic plots. And so oh, wow. it, each song is one of the seven basic plots, like, um, voyage and return and, um, the, the overcoming the monster is another one, uh, tragedy rebirth. And so people who've kind of studied my, my husband had kind of studied that and he was like, that'd be hmm. kind of a cool concept album. So, so we kind of, kind of co-wrote that together and um but one of them is called the quest mm -hmm. and and so of course it's just very exciting and and boisterous and and has lots of instruments and i added it's all things that i just did on my keyboard at home but it has right. strings and you know that whole kind of orchestral feel to it so i like it, it gives me a lot of energy when i listen to it so
main thing. I mean, I've always, I always have enjoyed um, listening to songs and figuring them out. Just cover, just doing covers of of mm-hmm. songs, and I have continuously done that. Um, and it's just interesting because when I moved back to Utah a couple uh, a couple of years ago, um, I started playing with a cover band, and we did seventies, eighties, and nineties covers and it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun to just be playing with the group again and I just really looked forward to practice and it was just fun to that get that synergy again right and um was really enjoying it um was totally fine doing covers it was like I'm I'm good I don't need to write anything you know this is just fun and and enjoyable to do this and and then they broke up and so I kind of was on a search for another band and I was like oh I'll just play with another cover band but I saw this band um they were looking for people and I thought, well, maybe, and they were doing original music, and I thought, well, maybe I'll give that a try to just, you know, they're they're kind of creating some music, so I could kind of be a part of that. It's not like I'm creating mm-hmm. everything. And so soon after I started the band, so when we when I started with the band, it was really fun, kind of bluesy style, and the guitarist was writing a lot of stuff, and so he would basically be writing the chord progression, and then I would take that chord progression home and add melody and lyrics to it. So I just come back and we'd have a full song and they were like, this is awesome. You have a chord progression. Now we have words and melody. And I was really, ha- I was kind of on a roll. Like every single week I just like, okay, what's your next chord progression you got? Hmm. Give me, give it to me. And I'll, I'll add melody and lyrics to it. And then soon after the guitarist had to move out of state. And so after we moved out of state, I was like, we need, still need more songs. So I just <laughs> kept started writing my own chord progressions and my own, um, uh, you know, melodies and lyrics and, and it's just kind of been almost a flood of, of writing. So it's, it's just really interesting to me because there's some songs that's taken me like seven years to write and some songs right. take, you know, seven, but seven days, but some of these songs have been taken like seven minutes. I just feel like I'm kind of on this creativity high and I'm not quite sure. I he- I hope it keeps going because mm-hmm. I feel like every week I'm still coming up with, with more things and, so it's interesting, and especially since the band's kind of like this bluesy style, which isn't necessarily a style that I've written original music in. I've definitely played in that style a lot, especially doing music therapy and being in cover band, a cover band, and things like that. But yeah. to write in this style, I, I wouldn't have thought that it would have come naturally to me. So it's really fun. I'm I'm enjoying writing again. Didn't didn't realize that I was ready to do it, but. I guess I just had to get into it and get into the groove again. So very cool. It's been really fun. Well, with that, um, should we actually write a song together? Let's do it. Okay. Okay. And I was thinking, since you're a music therapist, mm-hmm. maybe you could treat me like I'm a patient, and we're writing a song. All right. And so how kind of approach it that same way? Does that sound good? Sounds good. Let's okay, do cool. it. So I'll turn it over to you. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I get to be the interviewer now. <laughs> so Jake. Yes. Um, tell me about some things in your life that are most important to you. Biggest accomplishments, important things. Oh, wow. Um, I think for me, my, my family is really important to me. I have um, a lovely wife named okay. Melissa and three beautiful children who um, can occasionally be a handful, but they are... A lot of fun, I think. Generally speaking, creativity, I would say, is an important part of my life. And I I definitely, with music, try to be creative and 
new job ideas, but also with my, my day job is marketing. So mm-hmm. I, uh, try to come up with creative ideas marketing wise and, um, and just, you know, just other things I do and, uh, accomplishments. Um, I mean, um, we're recording now from a, a new house that I, I helped build. And to me, oh, that's, that's, awesome. that's a little bit of a, I, I don't know if maybe, Maybe accomplishment's not the right word, but it's it's uh, definitely something I look at and take some pride in because Absolutely. I I can yeah. look around and say, oh, I I built that mantle over there and I put those doors in and I, you know, our latest project was getting our sprinkler system together and then we we just laid our grass down. So it's it's all it's been kind of this really interesting big project to get everything coordinated and I didn't do everything, but um, but a lot of it I did where I could and. And, you know, my father's a contractor, so he definitely guided and helped us and did mm-hmm. tons of work too himself. And, but, um, but sorry, it's a long answer for a short question, but <laughs> no, but this it's, is, this is good. It's uh yeah, it's definitely something I, I look around and take some pride in and it's a, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we kind of built a beautiful house out of. It is beautiful. Time. Thank you. Everyone who's listening. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you very much. So. You want you want more? That sounds good. <laughs> I really to... like that. That's a good springboard for, I mean, just the things that you're saying. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very poetic. So I think there's a lot we can do that. So um, I'm going to try um, some different styles on the guitar. Kay. And you let me know which one you like the best. Okay. Okay. This is really, really similar to how I would be working with someone who, mm-hmm. who I'm writing a song with. Music therapy setting. So, this is option A. So that's A. Mm-hmm. This is B. Okay, and option C, let's see. Which one do you like the best, A, B, or C? I think I was feeling A the best. Feeling A the best? Okay. Mm-hmm. So do you want it to, sounds like you're kind of wanting to, it to sound a little bit more upbeat. Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Okay. Do you want the, the singing to kind of sound a little bit more upbeat too? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. But about yeah. this point, I just start singing. Yeah. And you just go, let go me ahead know. And start singing. What, you, what you I'll think? I'll tell you to, to dial it up or down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. So Jakey's got a wife and three. Keep learning, grow and develop. 
so far? Yeah, I like it. You want to go a little bit lower on the voice, or is the voice okay where it's at? I, I think I like it where it is. It's okay where it's at. Okay. Unless, You're making this too uh, well, easy actually, for me. Well, actually, okay. Let's 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 uh, <laughs> let's actually hear it lower. Never mind. Okay, let's hear it lower. Okay. All right. Now Jake, he has three kids. They're a handful, but they're fun. He does advertising, keeps learning, growing, and developing. What do you think? I think I like the first way First better. one better? Yeah. Okay, okay. Now Jakey has a wife and three kids. They're a handful but fun. He works in advertising, keep learning, growing, and A nice little refrain there. Yeah. You think would that be an okay refrain? Yeah, I like it. Keep learning, growing, and developing. But I also like this idea. I built that mantle. I laid that grass down. Something like that. <laughs> I'm just hearing that, you know, mantle, grass, roots. Yeah, and it kind of ties in with family, huh? Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. That, that, would that work? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm taking my, my patient hat off here for a second and, and I'm putting my songwriting hat on. Okay. <laughs> and it, I, it's okay. I think I'm, I'm wondering if it's a little scattered having... Because well, I, I mentioned a bunch of different things, right? But yeah. as far as a song, uh, I typically, I mean, it doesn't have to be this way, but I typically try to keep it more top focused on one topic or one area or one emotion. Yeah. Um, but I like, so I guess what I'm thinking is I like the idea of the house and tying it with the family. Okay. Okay. That's, that's really interesting to me. And like and using roots. some of this imagery and uh -huh. the roots and. Okay. But the, the growing and developing. Maybe not. Kind of more I mean, I, house and I guess roots. that has to do with the roots too, and um, but I'm I'm just trying to kind of weave it together, you know, yeah. what I mean? from a songwriting yeah. perspective. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but uh, that but that's that's my my two cents. So yeah. I, I can put my patient hat back on if you'd like. And <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Well, see, it, usually if I was writing a, a song with a patient, uh -huh. it's not going to have um, they're not worried all about that songwriting. It, yes, yeah. beautifulness. Because yeah, if I was writing a song, I'd want to make it super cohesive and and have it there be a metaphor and it yeah. just to really gel. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But um, usually if I was writing a song with a patient, I would just be like, let's just have the first verse be the first part of your life and the second verse be the next part of your life. Oh, yeah. and we're just writing about your life. And then the chorus would be like, like a, a, theme, that a, ties a, a it theme that ties it together. Well, that would that would work, too, if we because that, yeah. that would. Yeah. So but we could but we don't have to do it exactly like that. We could um, we could start off. But maybe what we should do is write the chorus first. OK, so. I really like the, I built that mantle, laid that grass down, and my, something about something my roots. Look, looking all around, or, uh, yeah, planting my roots. 
Um, I putting, built, putting my roots down. And putting... Well, and, and I'm putting my and I'm putting my roots down. Yeah, I mean, and, and putting and really that that's actually very much what we've done. I think is because yeah. this <laughs> this is our second house we've owned, I guess. But uh-huh. but you know, it, I feel like it's a lot more special having built it and picked everything out and all that. So yeah, I don't. I'm not anxious to move. If, yeah. I guess, if oh, that no. makes any sense. And yeah, and, you're here. And I, I'm not looking for out-of-state jobs or, you know, I want to yeah. I want to stay here. I want to be in the community. So mm-hmm. so planning roots, I think, is definitely a good theme that okay. ties in with the, the grass and the house. I think we have a title. Planting roots? Planting roots? Or yeah. the course could be something like, I built that mantle, I laid that grass down, I'm putting my roots down mm-hmm. here. I built that mantle, I laid that grass down, and I'm putting my roots down here. Something like that? Yeah. So the, this is the chorus? The chorus. I built that mantle, I laid that grass down, a thought again from the from the songwriter yeah Pat. uh-huh yeah <laughs> um what if instead of uh laying the grass down we talk about planting a tree because ah, you're not like going to plant a tree unless you want to hang around to yeah, watch it grow you know that's what i mean true and so that i think that yeah so I, instead of grass say i planted i built that mantle i planted that tree or yeah. do you want to keep grass in there um, we could, I mean, we could use it at some point, but maybe walking on the grass or, but, uh, but I, I, I think I like the metaphor of the tree, planting yeah. the tree better. I like that too. Or I, I planted maybe a fruit tree in specific because there's, oh. there's this, uh, that fruit tree, you know, eventually it's gonna yeah give you some, we recently planted some, a peach tree and an apple tree and some, we have a garden that we're going to maybe just, maybe we don't even say tree, like planted the garden. Mm. I'm not a big gardener, but my wife is. <laughs> <laughs> we could say, or we could. We I built that mantle. She planted that garden. Or I yeah. could say, Jake built that mantle. She planted that garden. <laughs> or he, we could. You could say he. Yeah. It's a story. About That's right. Two I mean, we could people. do that. He he built that mantle. She planted that garden. He planted that fruit tree. Do we want to keep that in there? We probably need mm. another line anyway. So yeah. Um, it's kind of similar to garden, but um, yeah, that's true. Can we work in sprinkler system? Some no. <laughs> uh, they built a house. They built a house and planted their roots, or you know, so I, okay, so, something like that. I don't know. Maybe it needs some more. He built that mantle. She planted that garden. They built that dwelling. fast <laughs> i told you i was fast <laughs> and then now we need a verse mm-hmm. just a couple verses so you were talking and, and you we, know you can just talk about different aspects of your life yeah. like you could talk about family in one verse and then like education and creativity on the other verse yeah would that kind of work well it needs to tie back to the the planning roots theme right yeah yeah but as as far as 
the arc of a song, I mean, I kind of like to storytell a little bit typically. We don't have to, but yeah. But a lot of times that means the first verse is things are crummy. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is by the second verse things are looking a little better and then by the <laughs> you know by the last verse you got it worked out or you know what i mean the, i have written songs like that very recently actually but, so yeah but not i mean maybe that's not the right approach well i don't i don't know if you really want to put do you want to put that in the song yeah maybe not i'm just i'm just trying to think of how to cuz i was kind of thinking just cuz from what you've already told me that maybe what we could do is within each verse we can mm-hmm. talk about what makes you rooted Okay. So it's yeah. just positive the whole time. That's probably better. <laughs> so you don't have to share your whole soul with the world. <laughs> yeah. And all the struggles that you've experienced, you know, it's usually in a therapy session, it's because you're not, you're not advertising this to the world. It's just right. for you. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so that's okay if you don't want to like have the whole world know everything that was going on or even ideas of what was going on. Yeah. It's up to you. No, I, I, it'd be I a think better story better. for sure, but yeah. And, and I, I, I think as a songwriter, I tend to go fall back on certain approaches. Mm-hmm. If I'm writing a song for my band or something, I would totally be up for that. <clears throat> but usually if I'm writing with a music therapy yeah. patient, I'm trying to celebrate their life. Yeah. So I generally won't put a lot, unless it's like really they really want to have it in there i'll generally just focus on accomplishments and right. and important things in their life because um it's just supposed to be more of a celebration yeah that, that makes sense it's and like if i'm if someone needs to emote i you know we can do that too but if i'm writing like a song about their life like i'm trying to focus on just right. the positive things so uh, yeah that's interesting because i because I, I guess when i think of therapy you know you think of like burying your soul and like getting and it, getting it yeah. all out and absolutely sometimes and, it's like that too yeah sure and yeah. and i guess in some ways that's how songwriting can be therapeutic yes um definitely. i've definitely written songs that mm-hmm. have been really negative because i had to get something out and then yeah you know, and then i write absolutely. things that are have a more positive spin you know yeah. or, or something in between where it's like a negative negative experience that mm-hmm. i turn into a positive or you know yeah oh yeah <laughs> but I mm-hmm. like the idea that, that it could be therapeutic, but you're keeping it all positive, you know, because mm-hmm. you're trying to highlight the good things, you know, I guess. Yeah. Well, and these people are, they're at the end of their lives. And mm-hmm. so, and they're like in their eighties or nineties a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. So they're just, they really are a lot of times they are focusing on the positive. If someone's really needing to work through something, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like I couldn't write a song with them because I definitely could, but I think it'd be more like let's work through this and improvise on it mm-hmm. and then work to a better place. By the time we're done with the session, we kind of gradually, whether that's no words at all, we're just banging it out on percussion or, yeah. or we are like kind of improvising on something that's frustrating mm-hmm. and then we kind of move on from there. And I mean, I, that, I think it's also like the type of people that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the thing is if I, like when I worked with psych patients, I would, we would write negative, we would write negative original stuff all the time because yeah. they're kind of younger and they're, they have, uh, you know, a psych diagnosis. But like mm-hmm. most of the people I'm working with are like in their eighties or nineties. And so they come from this culture that we're not as familiar with today of like 
keep a stuff stiff upper lip and oh, right. be happy and be positive and so sometimes i have to kind of dig a little deeper to help them kind of you know it's okay to kind of express yourself and sometimes they really do want to focus on on the positive yeah and so i think a lot of times it does kind of end up you know if we're writing a song about their life they're going to be focusing on the positive yeah. things in their life because that's kind of more of their generation and huh. I think if I'm, when I've written stuff with younger people, it's not necessarily as all positive. Like it could be, not that it doesn't have positive things, but it, mm-hmm. it has a little bit more of that grit <laughs> in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I mean, and it, but they would, you know, we might, they might talk about working hard and stuff like that, but it's not like they talk about times when they were in a really dark place or anything like that. That's just not part of the older generation's culture. I think that's probably the best yeah, way to describe it. Interesting. Yeah. So, huh. So anyway, if I was doing it with someone who was 85, 90 years old, we generally would probably keep it generally positive. Yeah. Um, this, cause that's just generally where they want to go. That's the direction they want to go. All right. So. Well, let's do that direction. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Pretend I'm 85. Um, so I have to kind of follow their their lead too, because like I can't push somebody to share their emotions about the hard times, you know. Yeah. If they don't want to, you know. So. But yeah, it's interesting because you you hear stories of like people that fought in World War II and they just don't talk about it. Yeah. They don't. And people do. Like people will talk, you know, briefly about. It. I've had definitely mm-hmm. had people tell me about experiences in World War II, but but yeah, they're just like that was hard and they kind of get this far off look in their eyes and then they're like, but then I came back and I met my wife and, Mm -hmm. you know, worked hard and things turned out good. And I, you know, they have a different, obviously they have a different perspective than us too. Yeah. You know, like they, they experienced a lot of struggle, but they're just like, Hey, everything worked out. I'm okay. (laughs) I'm 90 years old now. I've got my kids and my grandkids and, great grandkids and they just have a different perspective than when you're in the middle of still struggling, I think too. So they, they, so maybe it's part of the culture. Maybe it's, um, a little bit of just being old. (laughs) So, so maybe we could do, if we do that, if we're supposed to do, if we did it that way, we could say something like talking about your family or and how about how about education how about first verse is um meeting my wife okay cool i like it because that's that's basically the beginning of the family right yeah so how did that happen how did we meet oh man (laughs) it's still Uh, gonna get personal (laughs) so the short version is we met at um she saw me play a concert (laughs) it was two weeks before i left on a mission Uh uh-huh and um so we went on a couple dates and then she just sort of wrote me while i was gone and uh one of her favorite dates was going to thanksgiving point and Mm -hmm. and walking around in the rose gardens oh and then so when i proposed that's what i did was i recreated that date as i went we we went to go to the rose gardens but they had closed and just everything was going wrong and we ended up like having a little i i had all this stuff ready for a picnic in the rose gardens uh-huh. And we ended up having a picnic in the uh, golf course <laughs> outside <laughs> of the fence for Thanksgiving point. So, um, and you proposed there in the golf I did. course. Yeah, okay. in the golf course on a February, and it was freezing oh, cold. Wow, so that I, is cold. A picnic in February. That could be a cool line in the song. <laughs> okay, good. 
Because it's, it's so, okay, so maybe this is part of my darkness is I'm trying to bring up like <laughs> making the best of a bad situation, right? Uh-huh. So that's good. We had a picnic in February. No, yeah. But I, I like that imagery, you know, of mm-hmm. uh, like who has a picnic in February, you know? A picnic in February. Or what? From, from a picnic in February. Yeah. Grew deeper and strong. And it rhymes. Okay. She saw him play a concert. Wait, no. Saw him play a concert. She, she, oh, she wrote him when he was gone. A picnic from a picnic in February. Grew something deeper and strong. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Okay, so verse two needs to be about creativity, or it could just be about, it could all be about your family. We could just keep on going with this story. It doesn't have to be about yeah, creativity. Because so... right now it's all, the verse and the chorus are about you and your family. So yeah. maybe we should make the second verse just keep it about family, not necessarily go well, yeah, we could, something we else. Well, yeah, second kid, verse could be kids. Uh-huh. Uh, we could do like a line for each kid. There's three kids. Okay, yeah. But I, I think like something that we could kind of highlight their different personalities, you know, and how they... Okay. The and, first and, one... And maybe, yeah, and maybe we go in order. So yeah. like first came Zoe, she's da-da-da-da, you know. Okay. She's big into drawing. And gymnastics and um okay she really uh she's very helpful hmm. she goes out of her way to you know make sure other people are taken care of hmm. taken care of that's good okay and then so i don't know next? how much of that we can fit in one line but well they'll um, figure out something specific yeah and so ethan's the second child he is you know maybe in typical middle child fashion likes attention (laughs) okay but he's you know he's really funny kind of a goofball uh is adventurous he's into minecraft and uh he likes to build forts that might be good imagery building forts that Mm kind of sums it up in a couple words so then our third kid is Zoe. Or sorry. <laughs> what's have, funny is I make I what's Zoe? funny is I make Zoe too. No. <laughs> I, I mix their names up all the time just when I'm talking about never when I'm like naming them off one by one. So this is a new new low for yeah. me. Um so it's next right. is so next is Penny. Uh mm-hmm. and she is very pretty much always a very happy baby. She or she's toddler, I should say. She's three now. But um, if you put music on, she just loves to dance. She'll just and smile while she dances. It's almost like she's mm-hmm. showing off, you know, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, gets into everything, gets into toys, and climbs up onto the countertops. And <laughs> um, I like the dance to music. That's yeah, good. that's good. And then, um, how do your kids? create roots how do they create roots so Mm -hmm. um you know they have a lot of made a lot of friends in the neighborhood for one Mm -hmm. so um Mm -hmm. so that's i guess that's one way is getting to be in the community and 
their school is a couple blocks away. So they, they walk to school and, you know, they see all their two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, they each have their own bedrooms and, and we've kind of done things in their bedrooms that reflect their, their interests. So for instance, um, Zoe's room is painted like the sky Mm. and it's darker at the top but then as it comes down it gets lighter and it feels like you're kind of in the middle of the clouds and there's stars in the ceiling Mm. and then they they have a jack and jill bathroom and my wife laid down a bunch of pennies on the floor Mm. partly Mm because the kid's name is or penny Mm -hmm. it's the Mm -hmm. girl's name so okay so the rooms were like show their personality yeah we've tried to how about so, something like, okay, this is a little different approach. You, we can decide whether we like it or not. What if we started off the verse with like a splash of color uh-huh. painted? We could, I mean, you know, we could even not even talk about like this. We could just talk about the the things that identify your three kids without actually yeah. saying that they're children. Right. We could just say. So it's kind of back to the house again. Yeah. And then describe, it's just describing, describing the, house the house in a way that, that, that helps you understand the personalities of the people living in it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I like it. A splash of color um, um, pulls you to the sky. Yeah. That's good. Adventure calls. Or in a blanket fort or calls in a oh and a blanket fort i like that in a blanket fort penny loves to dance twirling twirling on a copper floor oh that's good yeah i like it I like the idea, bit. though. I mean, literally, there's neighbors in and out of our house all the time. Oh, okay, so, so that is kind of important. It's there. very representative of. Oh, okay. Of the vibe. <laughs> okay. Um, but maybe we need to just tweak the words a little bit. Maybe in um maybe less words pull you to the sky, even that's as much as I like that. Um, a splash of color to the sky. Yeah. Or up in the clouds, or... A splash of color in the clouds. Okay, we ready to record this? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here goes. She saw him play a concert. She wrote him when he was gone. From a picnic in February. Or something deeper and strong. He built that mantle. Planted that garden, they built that dwelling. 
that mantle, she planted that garden, they built that dwelling, but putting the roots down Okay, well, that was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, EJ, for yeah. coming. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. So if people want to hear your music, where where should they find you? <laughs> we don't have a place for my oh, music right no. now. <laughs> so but you, Wait, you have I'm a on, SoundCloud page, I right? have a SoundCloud play, page, which is EJ Sara. Uh -huh. So it's my your maiden, name. maiden name. Yeah, mm -hmm. S-A-R-A. And, so. and then you have a, a YouTube page to, or yeah, and my YouTube, account, YouTube page? my YouTube yeah. page is EJ Sanderson. Okay. Yeah. Great. So they'll. So hopefully my band will have something and soon I'll, too. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll I'll link to that in the uh, the show notes. But and so your band, you guys have a Facebook page then? Yeah, um, it's just called Ruby Go Pearl, the name of our band on Facebook. Okay, so. follow them there. Perfect. Thanks. Awesome. Well, thanks Thank again. You.